And I think everyone can agree this is 100 times better than Deadpool. Anyway. Oh! Um, so <laughs> what? I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! So you lie to yourself to be happy. There's nothing wrong with that. We all do it. We all go a little mad sometimes. Come on. If one of you nuts has got any guts. What's the smile? You're only as healthy as you feel. Listen to me! Listen to you, but what right? Because I have a right to be and I have a voice! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pop Culture Case Study. Yeah, let's do it. I'm pumped. Let's let the healing begin. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Pop Culture Case Study, where we analyze pop culture from a psychological angle. And it's time for our new release review. This week, after we've done Shane, we are taking a look at Logan. And to do that, I have a guest I have my wife. She's going to be on both parts of the show. I was seriously like was just forgetting. I'm like, what is he talking about? Why is this such a long intro? Why? You're never here for the start. Why really? won't he stop talking? No, no. just oh wait, no, it's every day. No, you're the, you're the closer. I bring you in to like finish the show strong. But this week, people get double the Brit. So lucky. I'm sorry. <laughs> so remember, first part of this episode, no spoilers. Right. And then we'll do spoilers right. later. So Focus. mind your p's and q's, madam. Uh, so, as I mentioned, we're doing uh, we're doing Logan, and to pat myself on the back a little bit, I, I don't think I'll ever get a t- better tie-in to a movie than I did this week no, with Shane and Logan. Like, and it totally happened like, by accident. You know that, right? Well, it's it's one of those things where I looked up I looked up an interview with James Mangold, the director, and he said that Shane was one of his like visual cues for the movie. Right. Like he really liked that. And he wanted to kind of recreate that. I didn't know it was to this level. But that's what I'm saying. Like that's why it was. Yeah. It was a complete accident, and it'll never happen again. It was like looking around because you're like, oh, inspiration. Okay, I'll go with that. <laughs> right. And then we're just like, like oh, we're really? actually watching the movie within the movie. Okay, cool. I guess that's Meta. a little bit of a spoiler, but I don't think it really affects. I don't think that's a anything. spoiler. All right. So um, I'm glad we didn't record this right after we saw it. Because I think sometimes when you really enjoy a movie, there's a tendency, like I'm seeing all over Twitter, like, Logan is better than The Dark Knight, it's uh, it's the best comic book movie ever, it's this, it's that. And I think Ooh. there's there's an initial pull when you really like something to be like, it's the best thing I've ever seen. So I'm glad we got to kind of sit with it for a day or two. Um, so in general, what did you think of Logan? And since you're, like, let's be real, you're <laughs> the fucking geek here. So let's go. I don't know how I feel about cred. you saying it that it's way. It's true. Uh, I think... It's like from the very beginning with the XX movies, I said like they can't do Wolverine with PG and PG thirteen. It right. just does not work. He's vicious, um, right? I mean, I think you got a little bit more of the gruff and grime of him um, in the like uh, Days of Future Past and and even in and the first Wolverine. class and and even in the Wolverine, also like you done got by James Mangold. you got a little bit a little bit more of like what his character was. But I think this was the first movie that was like really more true to him at first i was really pissed because i really want an old man logan especially since hugh jackman has said he's done he's not making any more movies right you mean the actual story right the actual story of old man because we kind of get no you okay right yeah so (laughs) so originally i wanted to hate this movie like so much because i wanted old man logan so bad Mm -hmm. um But I can't. Which, by the way, is a comic that's pretty readily available online, and it is excellent. Oh it's yeah, a great series. It's and it's it's, it's one of the few things I made has, you read. Yeah, this this one definitely has some moments that are similar mm-hmm. to Man Logan, but I it's less kind of fantastic right. in the way it's set up, which I think works better in which, this movie. It, which is funny because I think it also kind of like gives a nod, like this is his version of Old Man mm-hmm. Logan, because yeah. there there are several moments that are 
mentioning the difference between comic books and real life. Oh, totally. Which I don't think it's too much of a spoiler. That's kind of in the. Oh, that's in the trailer. Trailer. Yeah, that yeah. whole like it didn't happen like this. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. So I think that that kind of like brings that edge of that too. Right. So, um, yeah, I love how brutal it was from the very beginning. I yeah, love I mean, this that, movie that opens shows... strong. Like, I was like, oh, it's that kind of movie. Okay. I also love that it shows the actual tension between Xavier and Logan. Yeah, I mean, um, I think that's probably the best moments of the movie to me are between Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman. Because like, that relationship is They fantastic. obviously both have a grudging respect and love for each other, mm-hmm. but they also at the same time just, like, hate who the other person is. Right, because they go about things very different ways. Right, yeah. and I think they show it in a very real way. Without it being condescending or, like, even abusive right. in a way. And also, like, if anyone's ever taken care of someone who is, you know, uh, who has dementia or someone who is aging and is angry about it. Like, yeah. I think this movie really hits the nail on the head yeah. in some of those sequences. Like, there's a scene when you, you're first introduced to Xavier in this movie where he doesn't recognize Logan and is very upset and scared. Right. And I thought, like, Patrick Stewart's performance in those scenes was impeccable. Well, especially because he's in a position where he does, like, in that specific moment, he doesn't remember who he is either, right. I think. So he doesn't know that he's somebody that could take out this very intimidating right. person. Right, this threatening individual who's yeah. taller than him and stronger than him. And, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I think that's where the movie really shines is in that relationship. Like, I think the the relationship between Logan and the girl works, um, but I don't think it's... I mean, I think it's interesting. I think Hollywood, for some reason, really loves these, like silent vicious little girls like that's become this weird trope in hollywood like i've seen it in a number of movies well and it's because a little, well because obviously if a girl is violent at a young age there must be something so wrong with her she won't speak and yeah. i think that's also like a societal thing too is we don't want women to speak we don't want them to explain why they're aggressive right yeah and, it, you know, I, I think it works uh, as much as it needs to. But there's, you know, there's also been a lot of talk of people online saying, like, this movie brought them to tears and it was so affecting. Um, and, like, I, I get that reaction. But, like, I think there was only one moment. There's a moment between, we'll talk about in spoilers, but there's a moment between Logan and Xavier that actually affected me much more than anything with the little girl. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just heartless, but I don't, Whatever, I don't think there was... I cry at Kubo. Whatever. Hey, I don't want to hear it. Hey. <laughs> You don't get to be heartless anymore. I was there. <laughs> I cry at animations all the time. You do. Um, so the the thing I was noticing, and I think this is the highest compliment I can pay a movie like this, is that if you take away the the special effects and you take away the powers and the claws and everything else, this is a really good movie. Yeah. Like you could you could take away all the comic booky elements, and I think it works as a really good kind of neo western. Yeah, there's ways that that could be changed to where the combat would still work. Though that's something I have to say is I was really, really impressed with the combat scenes in this. Not mm-hmm. only for Logan, but also for uh, Laura, the little girl. Yeah. Because, like, it it worked. Like, they, they did a lot of, like, studying, it seemed, on, mm-hmm. like, how so somebody would fight. Especially size differential. And- yeah, and how somebody would fight with that. And I like the explanation that they gave. With Laura's fighting style, which I'll yeah, talk I like the explanation, there. but I felt like it was a little too like I don't know, like holding your hand as an audience. Like we need to understand this is why she has this and why she has that. It was I don't think so. I think it was. I mean, I I think it it was an explanation that was needed because of one of Logan's arguments. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it later, but I I would argue that it's not even needed, like the explanation necessarily and that is one negative of this movie i think you do really feel how long it is 
Like, it is almost two and a half hours. Yeah. And, like, it definitely could have been shortened up. Yeah. Like, it, there were areas does, where you're like, okay, It does start go. to feel like that, um, especially, like, the third or fourth time that they get caught up with. Yes. Yes. Like, then I'm like, oh, can we just kill them now? Because I need to pee. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There were definitely those moments. So, I don't think, I mean, people, are, again, are coming out very high on this movie, and that's great. I'm glad, like, people really, really enjoyed it, because it is a very good movie. But I also didn't walk out of this thinking either this is the best comic book movie I've ever seen or thinking like this is like this is going to be one of the best movies of Which, the year. What movie like, would you say is the oh, best comic book movie? Dark Knight. Dark Knight is easily to me the mm-hmm. best comic book movie. That and even like Spider-Man 2 is also a really, really good comic book movie. The one with Dr. Octopus. I think that one's excellent. Right. Although I When you say it, it fully, it sounds so weird to me. Can you never do that Doc again? Ock? You is Thank you. you. Right. Thank you. Because um, yeah. then I just imagine the little suckers. That, oh, God. Yeah. I mean, I even would, it would be close, but I would even say I think I probably like Batman Begins more than Logan. Um, I think it's... Interesting. I mean, it it takes a lot longer to get going because it's an origin story, whereas this has like 17 years of Wolverine in movies behind it. So you kind of don't need any of that background stuff at all, which right. I think really helps the movie. But I will say like, I, I think we need, I would love to see more comic book movies like this that are kind of, they're like genre pieces and they don't need necessarily to be beholden to like prior stuff. Right. You know, it's just like a good standalone movie. Like honestly, you could, you could never watch an X-Men movie and walk into this. And I think it's still a good movie. Yeah. And you don't see that very often. Usually it's like, oh, look, he's in spandex or there's a tie into this and a tie into that. I, like, I think it also does a really good job of giving you enough pieces of the past that you don't need to question it more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's also this, you know. OK, so the other thing I wanted to bring up, this is kind of a spoiler, but not really. In the beginning of this movie, there is a short um, featuring ah. Deadpool. Um, and I'm very torn. On... I don't think that was a short. I think that was actually a trailer. No, it's a, it's. I mean, that has nothing to do with Deadpool 2, other than the fact that Deadpool 2 is coming out. I think it's just a, like, I don't, th- the trailer would tell me, oh, this is clips from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like, I don't know, like, it was mildly entertaining, but it felt really tone deaf in comparison to the movie that followed it. So I just found it to be a really weird choice to have a, a Deadpool short in front of this super serious movie about mortality. Um, so that kind of, like, annoyed me. Like, it wasn't bad. But I was just kind of like, eh, okay, I guess. Like, can we just move past this? And not, not to get be to a movie? jerk, but you don't read comics. So? So, like, I think I think part of that is because of, like, the whole relationship that happens between Deadpool and Wolverine. Oh, so in order to enjoy a movie, we have to know about, you know, no, the, the, but re- I the think, relationship that they'll probably never cover in the movie. But I think it was a funny little, like, nod. I guess. Especially since it's something that was brought up in the Deadpool movie to begin with. And I honestly yeah. didn't see it as being a short before the movie. I saw it as being a teaser trailer for the Deadpool movie. Yeah, I guess. I just don't need a five-minute nod in a two-hour and 20-minute movie. You know? Like, I mean, that's the thing I really liked about Logan is it didn't have any of that. So for that to, like, lead into it. Again, like, it's Ryan Reynolds. It's funny. But, like, tonally, like, it, it couldn't be any more different from the movie that follows it. So it, it struck me not as bad, but, it, like, as weird. Like, this is a really odd choice to to include but i think you're just a deadpool just, hater but that's fine i am a little bit of a deadpool hater yeah uh that movie's fine yeah and that's it it's just fine unlike you who cackled like an infant for the entire runtime of the movie so i'm just saying different different tastes all right um let's see what what else uh about the movie what did you think of the the bad guys in this movie did that's and let's not give away who the kind of secret bad guy is but like you know the doctor and the the guy hunting them there's a secret bad guy dude 
the big fight scene. I'm just messing with you. I, uh, <laughs> I, I think you forgot. No. Um, I don't know. I think I think it's pretty standard for at least with the X-Men arcs of mm-hmm. like big bad government conspir- conspiracy, um, which has been touched on in pretty much every X-Men movie, like is mm-hmm. always like them versus some form of government or private sector. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think, I think I'm kind of bored with it, mm-hmm. but I think it worked for this movie. Right. But in general, I'm bored with it. Like, I'm tired of it. Like, there's there's so many other good villains for them to go against, which I think is one of the reasons why I'm really enjoying Guardians of the Galaxy, mm. because it's actually like, they have nemesis that are not human, mm-hmm. you know? And that, I don't think it's touched on enough. Though I did miss that one X-Men movie. Oh, Apocalypse? Yeah. No, you didn't. Uh, missing would in would insinuate that it's good but the, i mean that's so. the only that's the only one that touches on an entity that they're fighting against yeah, that is not really government poorly. based it's too bad yeah so here's what i liked i, I don't think the villains are particularly memorable here i mean yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they're fine they're whatever. but what i liked in it's like it's very different from like the dc extended universe and the mcu is that it's not about like it's the end of the world in no. every movie you know it's like very it's kind of small and simple like just like no we need to find this girl and we need to find logan for these reasons whatever they may be and that's the end of our plot in the essence i think the x-men baddies or at least the human ones um are very simple in the sense that it's already a very human emotion Mm -hmm. it's it's full of bigots and prejudice Mm -hmm. and like they want to do things that have Everything to do with stuff that we're still touching on as far as Sadly. race yes. and class and, you know, equal treatment. Right. So they're like, it's easier for those characters to be scary because that's still our government. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting because I think X-Men movies in, in general do a good job tackling that, if a bit heavy handed. Uh, a little more know. extreme, like I'm going to make these things that can figure you out by your DNA. And, well, yeah, not and even not even the out. extremity, but in you know some of the X Men movies talking about things like have you ever tried not being a mutant? Like it's very clearly a analog for growing up gay, um, right? But it, it's a little heavy handed. But the, I think they deal with it fine. I just wish that the X Men franchise would actually employ people of color in their movies. That would be nice. You know, like we get Storm. We got and Bishop for it. half a second. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, for something that is, um, that's supposed to be a metaphor for racism, it would be nice if we included something other than white people. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. But yeah, I think this movie is really good. I think Hugh Jackman gives a very good performance. I think Patrick Stewart gives a borderline great performance. Um, and I think, I think the girl. I just want to watch him for two hours swearing, honestly. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. And, like, I think one of his first lines, he's swearing. And it, yeah. was, it like, took me aback. I was like, Patrick Stewart is cursing. I don't, I don't <laughs> know what to do with this. I feel very strange about this. But I, I didn't think there were many bad performances. Um, you know, I, I feel like... Dave the, hates kids, so there was that. No, I, th- I thought she was fine, actually. I met the other kids. Oh, yeah. But they they were, they were barely there. I mean, they didn't have yeah. that many that many lines. Um, what did you think of Stephen Merchant, who played the kind of... Uh, the the Morlock character who was being tortured in order to hunt them. Uh, I feel like I would have liked him more if he had gotten more. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, for me, it was one of those, like I liked him in the beginning, but the longer they stretched things out, the more I was like, you know, 
you know something bad gonna happen like let's just do it no i know but that's what i'm saying is like i don't think they gave you enough connection to this guy so like you you're initially like very interested and he's obviously a very important character to logan and xavier um and i don't think that was filled in enough yeah yeah so so it being drug out was just like okay yeah whatever and then like there's this other part that they touch on him like later in the movie and i'm like why was that needed mm-hmm. yeah because they don't go anywhere with it for the rest of the movie there's another one of those moments where like this movie is already two and a half hours long right can we simmer down like we don't need all this backstory that you're never gonna pick up again like and honestly that part wasn't believable for me anyways which i'll explain on the next half okay all right um so yeah very good um too long i think but but in terms of comic book movies, like I think this is in like kind of the upper echelon of comic book movies. I think it's better than most of them. What about you? Where do you what do you think what do you think the comic book movies are that are better than Logan? And granted, this will change as you kind of Yeah, I know. Process but now it, I'm but gonna have to moment. think and thinking is not good today. Thinking's good. No, it's thinking fine. hurts. Um Yeah, I mean I think it I think it's up there with um with the Batmans, the Christopher Nolan reboots, mm-hmm. I think. But see, this is hard because I tend to like drift more towards the dark stuff, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Get it together. That, no, no, my brain keeps focusing <laughs> on like all the ones that I hate instead. I'm like, yeah. no, I hate that one. Oh, I hate that one. I mean, I'd definitely say this is one of the better X Men movies, though. Um, I think for me, it's up there with like First Class. Which I really, really like. Yeah. But I think First Class has definitely has a villain problem, just just like this one does a little bit too. Right, yeah. Um, but I think they... So those two are kind of neck and neck for me as best X-Men movies. Although like X-Men 2 is really good, but I don't know how that's aged. I think watching it again might be I, it's a not, little rough. Yeah, it's... it's yeah. Not, I, I started watching a little bit of it. I'm like... Can't do it. I can't. can't. I can't. Um, yeah, I think, I think that... Like, out of the X-Men movies, this one's actually my favorite, and then First Class is second mm. to that. Um, more so because I... The the X-Men movies themselves suffer from not having directors that are good with ensembles. Mm. Yeah. So I it never feels right. Like, there's something always off to me. Oh, well, yeah, because they end up just being like, it's the Wolverine show, even in a team-based movie. Yeah, there's a lack of balance there. I don't know if that's like a screenwriting thing or if it's a redirection thing, but yeah, I don't there's know. There's definitely a problem. Yeah, yeah, so there's there's always been like kind of an issue where it never really felt like the X Men for me. It felt like and cameo and cameo yes. and cameo, but not a team. So I feel like this is the most solid X Men movie because it's only focusing on one character. Yeah, and the idea of X Men around it. Yeah, and I think everyone can agree this is a hundred times better than Deadpool. Anyway, oh, um, so what? <laughs> So now we're going to go to spoilers. Spoilers? What? Read ahead, spoil all the surprises. Not peeking at the end. Isn't traveling with you one big spoiler? That's classified. It's what? It's classified. I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. All right, so the thing I find interesting about this movie is that it's essentially a movie about, in some ways, about deciding to live or die. Like, it's a movie about mortality. It's a movie about suicidal ideation. Like, there's this whole yeah. running thing. And it actually almost, almost made me not despise the adamantium bullet thing that came up in... Was that Origins? Is that where that came up? I don't... I can't remember, but it's stupid. Wherever it's yes, from, it's dumb. Yes, I think so. Because that's when we got the whole... 
like initial look at Deadpool that then yes. got weird and That's right. stupid. Very and- stupid. Yes. So I like that they like kept bringing that up. Like he keeps this bullet in his pocket essentially for when he's done. Right. And he's like, I'm going to, cause it's the only thing I know that will kill me. The one thing that I didn't like that they weren't explaining, uh, was that he was sick. Like through the whole movie, he mm-hmm. was sick. And like, they kind of like said that, that he, that he thought that it was the animantium that was doing something to begin mm-hmm. with. But there's there's no real explanation of what's going on with his body. Yeah, and I mean, they I just kind of leave it. I, yeah, I mean, I could see getting like annoyed with that not being explained. But for me, like, I guess I, I think I was looking at it from like kind of an internal perspective, like this idea. So there's this whole running thing where you have to live with the terrible things you've done. And I love that the movie doesn't let anyone off the hook, even the little girl. Right. Like, he tells her. Because like, her response is, well, they're bad people. And he's like, yeah, you still got to live with it. And it would have been very easy for him as a character to be like, yeah, they're bad people. You're doing the right thing. Right. So I took it as, like, he's being eaten, like, from the inside out by all the terrible things he's done. Right. Over the course of this long life. But you're right. They never really do truly explain what's going on other than something is terribly wrong. Right. I mean, they just they just made it and like they kept pointing it out. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you're gonna keep pointing something out like that, at some point you need to fucking explain it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'd agree with that. Don't don't draw attention to it if you don't want me to think about it too much. Right. Yeah. I think uh, it's interesting, but to me, I think the best scene in the movie doesn't involve Logan at all. Um, there's mm-hmm. there's a moment where um, Patrick Stewart playing Professor Xavier remembers the terrible things that he's done Mm -hmm. and is you know it's all hitting him at once and that performance like i was just like oh yeah patrick stewart is a shakespearean actor yeah like this man knows what he's doing he's not just captain picard he's not just professor xavier like this guy knows the craft right and and i love that james mangle is the director in that scene the the entire the entire scene the only shot is a close-up on his face yeah. Camera doesn't move. They don't and there's a reason they don't show you what's happening around him. Right. But it shows so much faith in him as an actor. That he could have that, that much focus and yeah, attention. We're just and gonna still focus. Hit. We're not gonna zoom around. Yeah. We're not gonna show flashbacks. We're just gonna show your pain. And like that moment like really affected me. And that was the closest I came to like tearing up yeah. in the movie. Because that really worked for me. Did you have a favorite scene, whether it be like action based or because we haven't talked about like the secret villain. Uh, the like the clone of Logan who just wrecks shop throughout this entire movie. Yeah, I think honestly, one of my like as far as as action because I kind of have to break it down because there's a lot of layers to this movie. Mm-hmm. But I think as far as action, like my favorite scene was um, was the the last fight with him, oh, and like there was basically the tag team between Logan and Laura. Mm-hmm. Um, was fun. I liked that because um, she's obviously a fairly young actress. That I I like that she was able to tap into taking on some of the Wolverine's characteristics because there were definitely moments where like you saw her snap and you're like, oh that's the Wolverine. You mean that like, like feral quality. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like like when when she saw Logan get hurt and she just snapped. Like that's a very like Wolverine thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I think she in some ways mimicked um Hugh Jackman's face. Right. Yeah. Like I some totally some of the that. ways that he would snarl and whatnot, like with yeah. his character. Like it it looks like she did her research because they I mean they didn't give her a lot of talking they did like have her like um they did have her do a lot of emoting with her face. Mm-hmm. Uh um, she was good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think this is Hugh Jackman's best performance as Wolverine? Out of all the movies? Yes. Yeah. I would too. I mean, I think he was good in The Wolverine, but I don't think that movie demanded much of him. No, I Whereas think this there was a lot more Especially with the interactions work. with Xavier, like yeah. I think I think this like 
this really required him to know the character. Right. And not only to, to know the character, like, on the surface, but to get into how much pain, like, lifetimes of pain and killing that this character has done. And right. the fact that he is now beaten down by the fact that this is just who he is. Right. You know? And, um, yeah, because, like, especially, like, the, the scenes when he would be by himself mm-hmm. and he wouldn't be saying things. Yeah. Like, that's, that's when I normally like an actor more. Mm-hmm. Is, is because I'm not getting distracted by what they're saying. I'm getting, like then I can actually see if they're capable of portraying the emotion that I need to feel. Yeah, and I think Hugh Jackman is one of those actors who's been he's been so good for so long that we we kind of don't give him credit, like because he's done a lot of these superhero type movies. Right. But I don't think I've watched many movies where he gave a bad performance. No. You know, like, he's always pretty solid. Even in silly romantic comedies. Like, like Kate and Leopold. Like, Kate and Leopold. He's still, like, super enjoyable and, like, giving his all in those roles. Yeah. There's never... You never feel like he's, like, phoning it in. You know, which happens a lot with actors. True. But I... And I feel like... I think he's one of the few actors that, like, truly respects the source material. Mm. And, like, tries to do what he can to be good to that character and to the right. fan base. Right. Yeah, I mean, he does really seem to, like, give a damn... Yeah. ...about who's coming to see his movies. So there's one thing that like kind of rubbed me the wrong way about the ending of this movie, but it's also like it's like a it's a pro and a con at different points of the movie. Mm-hmm. This whole this whole reference to Shane, right? Right. Which we covered on the show. Um, I love the moment of of Xavier and Laura watching the movie together. Right. Because like if you've ever been with someone who is suffering from dementia and has these like moments of clarity and remembering things and just seeing the pure joy on his face in that moment. Right. Of like kind of reliving that experience of seeing this movie. I thought that was really wonderful and a really sweet, quiet moment right before everything goes to shit. So I really I really like that. What I didn't like is that apparently Laura has the greatest memory of any character on film ever because at Wolverine's funeral, she quotes shane line for line right it was one of those moments where i was like okay i get what you're doing but and honestly i felt like if they wanted to they clearly had the rights to use shane why not just use the actual voiceover from the movie as she's staring at logan's grave like that would have worked for me so it's like she's thinking of it but the fact that she like had it memorized that was like that's not something that really bugged me though because she's also supposed to be this superhuman mutant gene baby that was bred to be a super soldier. Yeah, but so she's also for me, supposed to be like, baby Wolverine. Wolverine was not memorizing movie lines. No, but it wouldn't have surprised me if like that was something that she was capable of doing. She could drive, and she's like, what, 11? Yeah, and, and yeah, it wouldn't have surprised me if she was capable of it, but there was, there's nothing in the movie to show that she is, necessarily, other than she's a mutant. Like, So it was one of those moments where, for me, it was like, I get what you're going for, but it for a moment it like took me out of that. Yeah, scene, I don't which think it really needed. Sad. I don't think she needed to quote quite that much of the movie. Right. Um, I mean, it was like ten lines of right. Dialogue. Exactly. I like okay. I think I think it could have. <laughs> I think it could have been left down to the line about um, you can't change what kind of man you are. Yes. I think that's all that really needed. Yeah, I totally. And agree. I think that's more of. I think maybe that was more of a director's choice because he's having such a love affair with he Shane to begin Shane. with. I wish I so, loved any movie as much as. And James I think Mangold I think it's Shane. difficult to edit yourself when it's something that you love. Yeah, yeah, I totally. And, agree and I think with that. that that it could have used more editing, but I still find it believable that she would have remembered lines okay. from it. So, what did you think of the choice at the end to change the? Uh, the tombstone cross to an X. Was that like too much for you or did you did you dig that moment? No, I hated it. You hated it? I okay. really I thought did. you might have. 
Um, I didn't. It was one of those things where I was looking at the at the cross and I was like, oh no, I can see this coming. I know what they're gonna do, and it's like so like so classic that you're like, just leave it. Yeah, just let it. And it's again another one of those moments where it's like. I can't wait to do this. Just hold back. But for, like, and for me, that doesn't really work because Logan was so far apart from the X Men, right? That like, I don't think, like, especially for someone who wasn't a part of the X Men to do that, right, is upsetting. Like, if to Cyclops me. had died, okay, sure. Or well, even if Xavier, no, no. Grave. But I'm, but I'm saying, like, if it had been like Jean or Cyclops to have done that to Logan's grave. Sure. I would have been more okay with it. Right. But, but this random little girl who's only been reading comics. she's a big comics, fan of the X-Men. She loved the comics. I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like the other thing is, is that, like, he was always an outsider. Right. Right. He was always an outsider. And that's part of the reason why Xavier and Logan fought so much with each other. And that's why Logan fought so much with everybody else right. was because he is an anti-hero. He doesn't have, I mean, he does, but he, he doesn't split hairs about having to like claw somebody through the throat. No, he definitely, like, and he doesn't in this movie. Jesus. Right, exactly. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Whereas anybody else on the team had a lot of moral dilemmas and that's not something that happens with Logan. No. Definitely. Um, so, like, and for me, I think that was also a moment of like childishness mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense for her character right. because she didn't it, it, she didn't experience anything to do with childhood. Sure. Um, so having like this nostalgic moment of like having to show him that he was a good man even in death, right. like, come on, let it go. The girl don't know nothing about that. Right. Fair enough. So there were a couple of things you had said you wanted to mention in spoilers. I'm trying to remember what they were. One of them was well, about the adamantium yeah. bullet. Well, so was it? Yeah, you said there was something you wanted to bring up about why it didn't work or something bothered you, but apparently you don't mm, remember that. So what, nope. what did you remember? Uh, the albino thing. The <laughs> oh, thing that right. that, that okay. pissed me off was that whole moment in the in the morgue or whatever where the doctor's like walking by and it was like take tissue from that one he had a high intelligence and he was a good tracker it's one of the few moments in the movie that's like sequel you know right yeah and that's in the movie the 99% of the time is so good about not doing that that when they did that, it super stands out. Where oh, yeah, I hated comic it. Book movie, you'd be like, oh, okay, fine, whatever. I hated it. But in it. this, it was just like, oh, God. Uh, but I did like his death scene. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, oh, so that was the other thing that bothered me about that, though, is like he literally was holding two hand grenades. Why was there so much of his body left? He was basically just singed on one side of his that, face. Yeah. <laughs> he had two great. grenades inside a closed little freaking like truck thing and essentially his entire body is still in one piece except for some chunks missing out of his face no that's not how that would work no absolutely not they should have like had like a little chunk of him on a peachy dish that's gross that's super gross it would have been more realistic yeah that's true um anything else um spoiler wise that you uh you wanted to mention anything oh well because i what i liked was with the whole thing with laura with the being female she had the defensive claws yes i know you really didn't like that but, no, no, I liked that she had them. I just didn't – and I liked the explanation. It just felt clunky and, like, too much exposition. It was a well, weird – Well, I think the moment. problem was because, like, Logan was using that as a reason of why she wasn't his. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. nope, she has something else because I don't have those. Mm-hmm. And Xavier is like, no, dude, she's a female. Right. She's going to be slightly different and this is why. Yeah, it was a I, – I mean, I agree, but I think, honestly, for me as a viewer, all that gets across with Xavier going, Logan, 
come on, really? Because that's essentially what it is. Right. Like, you're just looking for a reason to not take responsibility for this child. Right. Um, but so for me, it was just like a little much. Like, I like the idea of it. It's something that would work in a comic book where you had like a little box mm. kind of explaining what's going on as some action is happening. And I, I wonder, think that's what they tried to get across. I wonder moment. if it would have been like, would you have enjoyed it more if Xavier hadn't specifically said, like Laura has this, or if he just had, had like gone into like some random like old man thing of like you know female lions have da da da. Yeah, that probably would have made a little more sense and been a little little bit less obvious, uh-huh. and just and wouldn't have bugged me. Right. Uh, but again, it's a t- like most of the things I had problems with this movie are little things, like they're little nitpicky things. Like overall, I think it's a really really excellent movie and. And I hope we get more comic book movies like this that have the guts, one, to actually to kill guts? their main character huh. and not have, like, the dirt move at the end, you know? I, I was kind of expecting that. I was expecting for, like, a claw or something it's to pop be- out of the ground. It's because we've seen so many fucking comic book movies, and that's what always happens because no one fucking dies in comic book movies. And this is the thing that makes this movie really good is it has stakes. So that was one thing that bugged me, too, was that, like, they kept – saying over and over again that they wanted, like, the children dead or alive. And then it kind of, like, became this thing of, like, just wipe them out. But then they were still trying to capture them. Like, none of the kids died. No. None of them were even, like, hurt too bad. No, just the one that got shot. Yeah. The leader. Yeah, which was a flesh wound, which they made sure to say. Although later, it might have been a flesh wound, but later he was like, that arm was dead. Right. he was like, (laughs) I cannot move. So, like, that that was a problem for me Mm -hmm. because, and I wonder how much of that is because people would freak out over seeing children be killed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then like this I rated R, but settle down. Right. <laughs> and then I get into this weird, like sense of like you hypocritic bastards, there are children dying every day right now and you need to learn to live with what it looks like. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see that, but it's also a movie and people use it for escapism. They don't necessarily go to a comic book movie and be like, you know what I want to see? Reality. Kids die every day. Let's show it on screen. No, too. but like, you know? especially since they like made this major push about it's real life. People die. Yeah. Like, I felt like that meant that one of the kids shouldn't have made it. Hmm. Like yeah. that that should have been vicious. something that Laura should just, have had to see. Just killing kids. That's No, but I mean but I mean like that I mean that is real life, right? Like yeah, especially, especially in a, in a war zone. Like yeah. And especially since they kept saying like they wanted them dead or alive and they basically just wanted the tissue. Right. Yeah. Why are all of them still alive? Yeah, that's a good question. They did have that one super creepy scene of all the kids, like, using their powers and standing over one of the boys. Oh, yeah. I was like, these kids are maniacal. Like, I don't trust these kids at all. <laughs> like, no wonder people are scared of mutants. Look at these. Well, I was going to say that's something that does happen um, every now and again throughout the, the comic books of, like, you know, them snapping and fighting back mm-hmm. and taking it out on a single person. And I think that's another look into humanity though too because i think that's a very human reaction of like you hurt me i'm gonna hurt you back yeah and especially when you're in a group mentality right yeah absolutely yeah but i I think we should we i feel like we could talk about this for like two hours we could just probably back and forth but um, dave's like wrap it yeah we gotta wrap it up um but i do think like this is a really good movie and a really good way for hugh jackman to end his career as wolverine I, you know, I think this is a much better note for him to go out on. Yeah, now. I mean, it's his best performance in one of these movies. It wraps up the character. It, I think it honors that character, too, in, and not in a false way. He didn't become a you know white hat hero in this nope. movie. He was still rough. Um, he was still definitely rough he was, around the He edges. was definitely brutal at the end. Yeah, brutal at the end, but you could tell 
uh, the people he cared about. Like he, there was that one scene when they're burying Xavier, and I love that they didn't give him some big speech. Like all he could no, get he, out. No, yeah, he wouldn't was, have there's anyway. There's trees so. here. You know, there's, there's water, water here. here. That's yeah. all he could get out, and then got angry when someone tried to comfort him. And I thought, like, oh, what a perfect Wolverine moment. Yeah. And I think the movie really does the. It's it's our best. It's our most. Um, I mean, you'd be better to speak about this than me, but I feel like it's it's the Wolverine movie that comes closest to the character that yeah. was built in the comics. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Okay. Cool. All right. So we're going to take a little break and then come back, and Britt will come back, and we will talk about another classic Western, which I'm sure Britt loved, uh, called The Searchers. So stay tuned uh... for that. Hello, I'm Andrew. And I'm Bernadette, and we're the AB Film Review. We're a weekly film review and discussion podcast from Perth, Western Australia. We're a married couple who like to spend our Saturday evenings avoiding reality by discussing and often arguing about the latest films and some classics. And getting closer to divorce. Uh, you can find us on the Podbros Network at podbros.com, also on Twitter at AB Film Review, Facebook AB Film Review, and our website abfilmreview.com. That's a lot of ABs. That's it. Okay, so we're back. So now uh, now that we've talked about Logan at length, it's time to talk about Brit's film education. So before you blame me for a bunch of shit, <laughs> um, I don't know shit about Western, Westerns. I don't know anything about them. Um, I've watched a few here and there, here and there but I, like, I couldn't really tell you like what the classics were or which ones you should watch. So I kind of put it out to people I know who like Westerns uh, and what they came up with was The Searchers, which is a John Ford movie starring John Wayne. So, like, kind of the, you know, when people think of Westerns, I think John Wayne, if it's not in your top five, he's the first one usually you mention. Yeah, he should be, but... Okay, so, so The Searchers, so let's, let's talk about this, all right. So, The Searchers, uh, from 1956, uh, and according to IMDb, it's about a Civil War veteran who embarks on a journey to rescue his niece from an Indian tribe. So uh, this stars not only John Wayne, um, but Natalie Wood uh, without her West Side Story bronzer that should have I later th- in yeah, her Yeah, see, I don't trust that um, Dave left this to other people. He's just now on a Natalie Wood kick. No, maybe I, wa- I've Maybe watch West Side this. Story last time. I've never maybe seen this. Now. No. Uh, and a bunch of other people that people probably wouldn't even recognize. So we're not even really going to go into them. So first off, what did you think of The Searchers? I have so many thoughts. Okay, try, um, try to say some of them. Well... <laughs> Sometimes it's really hard for me. Like, like I get it. It's older. People are going to say awful things. There's so pretty fucking racist. And there's sexist. so many racist and sexist comments. I thought you liked the this. racist comments. He calls them a half breed. Sounds like your your family. I do call my grandfather a half breed, <laughs> but he calls himself a half breed. Um, at like and like and and in that instance, there's something that like I think was said to him so long as a derogatory term that he took it back. Sure. So, like, so, yeah, so a lot of the racism against Indians was really difficult for me um, since my grandfather's half Cherokee and my great-grandmother was Cherokee. Good thing he's not a Comanche. (laughs) Yeah, so that that was another thing that, like, kept bugging me is, like, (laughs) like, well, you're Cherokee, so it's sort of okay because we we marched you guys across the entire U.S. and uh, (laughs) broke you down. So, y'all are cool. (laughs) Like, ugh. Comanche, though, they still scout people, so that's an issue. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, like, the, the – I there, I just wasn't prepared for it. And, like, I got to hear a new Me term neither. that I had never heard, which was the blanket head. Oh, yeah. That's – yeah. Um, so most of these movies that we've done I have seen before, and I'm like, okay, this is a 
This is a good movie, and I this is definitely one that I'd never seen before. I didn't really know anything about. I didn't like this movie like at all. Good. Like I like at, with movies that should not be two hours long. This was one of them. Yeah, it's um. I didn't care about anyone Mm-mm. in this movie. Like Mm-mm. even even the fourteen year old girl who gets kidnapped by the Comanche and is like living with I the tribe. I hope Debbie dies. I just I had I just could not care. There are some moments that are enjoyable. Um, like I think if you if you take things out of context, right? Like if you right. just look at like there are some shots in this movie that are actually absolutely stunning. True. Um, of of kind of of the of the plains of the mountains, all that well, stuff. I I got you though. You did feel bad for characters in this movie. The horses. Oh yeah, the horses. Those poor are the horses. like pretty much any time something happened to horse, that poor horse. Yeah, that's all I give. I mean, <laughs> just having to have John Wayne sit on you. That's bad enough. That's, you, know, you don't want that. Wow. Um, but um, yeah, so all the background stuff. I actually read that David Lean, who directed Lawrence of Arabia, he saw this and he's like, "That's how you shoot background." Hmm. So, you know, I think you can see that, like, you know, there are some great things about this. I like the fact that we had an anti-hero back in the 50s. I think this must have been really shocking to people right. to have John Wayne play this racist, sexist, terrible character. But he's the one you're following. And a Confederate soldier who yeah. still talks shit about the Yanks. Yeah, which is, it's weird. Like, there's there's now been two movies that we've done that had characters who are on the wrong side of the Civil War. Yep. Like, what was it? The General? The yeah. Buster Keaton movie? And now this? And it's like, uh, I gotta stop letting other people choose yeah, movies for me. Yeah, I mean, me. seriously. This is, this is not good. Um, but yeah, it's a hard movie to talk about because I think there's, like, this sounds really, really awful, but there's like, there's the ingredients for a great movie here. I just don't think this is it. No. You know, like, if you take the basic story, I think it's interesting. And there's a lot of different ways you can go, but the, the- acting style and... It's it's really distracting. There's there's not the, a lot the, of the guy who uh, what was his name Marty Martin whatever oh, yeah Martin the Pauly. amount the amount Horrible. of overacting from this man terrible. terrible oh my god oh you know what best moment of the movie that ridiculous fight scene between him and the guy oh when they're biting make, each other they're biting god. each other and he like does a the flying kick to the guy's that chest. was great I mean it's out great. of nowhere so the best thing about this though to me and I, we were watching and I even commented on it like oh they're so polite. Because, like, before the fight, they're, like, helping each other off with their jackets and their hats and before they start punching each other. And it's – I don't think it's supposed to be as funny as it is. No, I think that was, I think that was just supposed to be, like, a thing that happened during the time. I think also this movie has, like, tonal problems where it can't decide how funny and how serious it wants to be. Yes. Like, there's a lot of gags with, with – uh, with that character, with Martin, like, falling over the, the bench two or three times. Like, it was yeah. just, like – what are we doing here? And the other thing that stood out to me is apparently this character can't read, but he can write because he wrote a letter. Uh, I don't know how that works. Usually reading comes first. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> and it seemed like the, in, in that letter that they tried to like make it sound dumber. Yeah. But it still didn't work with like some of the other words that they were using. It, no. And like the fact that he didn't know how to say bequeath. Like they were just, it, yeah. felt, it felt like they were trying to make him dumber because he was an eighth Cherokee. Yeah, I think this movie which loves, they kept bringing up. This movie loves dumbness. Yeah, there's yeah, there was three, three characters yeah, that had include, issues. If you include Martin, there's three. I um, kept getting Charlie and that other guy mixed up as being the same person because they yeah. were essentially they both had doing that the slow cadence. Yeah. And, you know, not making sense, and it just like I don't know another, and maybe some of it's like a time thing, like when it was made, but the comedic bits. Did not work for me at all. Um, I think some of the the action sequences were okay. They worked well enough. I like the scene where uh, 
John Wayne kind of sets up Martin and right. like leaves him as bait. I thought yeah, that, that was worked. good. Yeah, there's like it's like it's it's another editing problem. Mm. <laughs> like I think yeah. there's so many things that you could have cut from this movie, made it tighter, and it would have been decenter. Decenter. Yes, <laughs> yes, I agree. Yeah, there's there's just this is one of those movies that's very highly thought of. Like if you look it up, it's on all these like you know his character is like on the top 100 characters of all time it's the, one of the most highly thought westerns of all time do they have an age time. demographic for this like when people like question. rate things i don't know i don't know because that would be interesting to see like how many of younger people are watching this and saying this is the greatest movie ever i can't imagine i mean it's possible but i cannot imagine anyone watching this movie now and being like this is great like, I, I can't wait to but watch like, this again. Like, if you're any, uh, I mean, I'm going to use this bad word of uh, social justice warriors. But if, you, if you're if you in, like, even a toe in that in any way. Yeah. Like, if you're okay with this movie, we need to talk. Yeah. It's just, it's just so, it's just kind of, the only word I can think of to describe is it's nasty. And yeah. it's just, it's mean for the sake of being mean. I don't right. think it. It doesn't It doesn't serve anything. a purpose. Yeah. It just, know? it's just so you can. It almost feels like somebody wanting to get out their anger about something. Yeah, it's like it's like like when you're really pissed off and you write that angry email and then you save it in drafts and you never send right. it, but somebody accidentally sent it to production. Yeah, I just it it just didn't do it for me. And usually, I mean, I think usually I'm the type of person when I watch these supposed great movies from the 50s, 60s, 70s, I can kind of get into it and see like, oh, okay, I, I get it. But this, I just and I don't dislike westerns, but I like Shane a lot. I think that is. A hundred times the movie The Searchers is. I think it's really enjoyable. I like that he threatened a kid with a brick because I didn't see it. <laughs> yes. That didn't actually happen in the movie. That's behind the scenes. So so don't worry. You Still makes it better for my you, books. You didn't, you didn't miss that. But yeah, I mean, I think there are good westerns. I just don't think this is one of them. Like it, No, it was just I don't hard. think it is. It was a hard sit. Like I was just like, I don't know if I can I would. I would rather watch Wild Wild West five times in a row Whoa, than watch okay, this again. Okay, okay. <laughs> simmer down hot take like that's, that's a little much i i don't think that needs to be watched five times dave just doesn't want it happening in his house yeah i'll watch it once that's that's i think that's enough i like kevin klein so i'll, I'll watch it once yeah uh anything else uh about the searchers anything that you was there a, was there a moment that you liked i mean i thought the ending was sweet with him like carrying her back in um one thing i looked up that i never would have known if i didn't look up is like the reason he hates comanches so much is that his wife was killed by a Comanche? You remember? See, that that would have been. Well, like... you remember the scene where the little girl was hiding and there was a tombstone. Yeah, that was his wife, but you would never know that. See, because the way that it's portrayed <laughs> in the movie, it seems like he has the hots for Martha. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up. Actually, John Wayne, uh, when interviewed, says he thinks Martha's the mom, right? Yeah, yeah. He says he thinks that um, that he and Martha had an affair and that the kids were his. So that's why he was, like, so focused on getting these kids back. Mm. But I don't think that came across in his portrayal. Mm-mm. I think it was more like, um, I started this, I'm going to finish it. Right. No matter what. And just telling people they're probably dead anyway. And you wouldn't say that if you were so focused because you wanted to get them back. Right. Yeah, right. and then that whole scene about Lucy didn't do anything for me either. Which? Like, when he comes back out of the canyon. Like, they never actually show anything. Oh, that he has found her body? Yeah. Yeah. That felt like I wasn't sure if he was telling the truth or not. Right, like, that exactly. Was like, yeah. Yeah. So, it just, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, so, um, as we, I mean, I think we've pretty much determined Brit does not think this is a great movie. Nope. This nobody doesn't. should watch it, ever. <laughs> nobody should watch it, ever. Um, Q, 
can you see things about it um, that have showed up in other movies? Like, are there... Well, I think we were talking about that, and I think that's too hard to tell. Like, if like, because there's obviously a few lines in there that were like, oh, I've heard that before, but did it start mm. from here, or like did they get it from somewhere else? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, like, I honestly don't see anything that has a redeeming quality to this movie. Damn. I know. I think some of it's filmed really beautifully. That's I a... think John Ford knows what the fuck he's doing with a camera. For sure. Yes, but he doesn't know at. what he's doing with his story. And that's the whole point of a movie is the story. And it depends who you talk to. I mean, if you were going to say that, then you should just read a book, right? I do uh, read books. I know, but it's a visual medium. So the look of it matters. And I think he has the look down. I think it's a beautiful looking piece of film. I just don't think any of the characters are well written enough for me to care about where they are. Yeah. yeah. Die in the snow. Die in the snow. All right, cool. Good place to end that. All right, so now we're going to move on um, to uh, to the movies that are coming out this week. And which I, is which is oh a no. movie that's coming out this week because there's one wide release this week, and that's it. Um, so pretty easy to decide what movie we're going to cover this week. Um, so the movie coming out is Kong Skull Island, um, starring Tom Hiddleston, Brie Larson, and Sam Jackson. So. What are your thoughts after watching the trailer on Kong Skull Island? First, have you seen any of the old King Kong movies? How old are we talking? Any of them. I'm yes. Saying. So which ones have you seen? Uh, well, I saw the one that was like apparently your introduction to cinematic Greatness. movie loving. Yeah. Yes. Um, 1933. Yeah. And then um, uh, I saw the one with. Please tell me you didn't see the one in the seventies. Yeah. Oh god. I was gonna, so I was gonna say that that chick that you love. Why can't <laughs> oh. I think of her name? She's gonna be in feud. Oh god, it's so bad. Jessica Lang. Yes, oh. Jessica Lang. So I, I saw that one. I think we actually watched that recently we, at my parents. We watched it at your parents' house yeah, because, I think, like, your parents will just stop on fucking nonsense. Yeah. And they're like, what is this horrible ape? Oh, so a <laughs> uh, little bit of trivia. You know who is in that ape suit in that movie? No. Rick Baker, the guy who would go on to this great special effects career the guy who made the wolfman effects and all that's that pretty awesome yeah, actually that's, that's where he got to start in movies so huh. that's kind of cool that's well, the only thing you, good King about Kong. that movie yeah, yeah exactly uh so yeah so i've seen that one um i saw the peter jackson one okay um which like we were talking about this recently with people like losing we're their losing freaking their mind, mind. and i remember when that classic. yes but when that came out people were all like oh i hate pj why is he doing this like this is awful this movie's stupid like right. y'all who were haters haters and now you have another movie to hate on so you're gonna suddenly think that that movie was great yeah, you know what go back and rewatch your shit before you start talking also it's interesting i think granted he never would have got to make king kong if he didn't make lord of the rings right well yeah because now but, he has a free pass right but I, I exactly i think the worst thing to happen to peter jackson creatively is the gigantic success of lord of the rings because then no one says hey you might want to cut this yeah. You might want to tighten this up a bit. So, there's so the no theme of this King episode Kong has movie... been edit. Edit yeah. yourself. There's zero reason a King Kong movie needs to be three and a half hours. Oh, God. I that's forgot crazy. it was that long. That's almost double the length of the original film. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. That's not needed. Like, simmer down, PJ. Like, calm down. But, so, are, would you call yourself, like, a, a fan of King Kong? Or is it just something that's like, eh, it's okay? Um, I think I was more of a Godzilla girl. Well, that makes so much sense. Yeah, but... Um, we are so different. <laughs> but I do, like, enjoy, like, the monster movies. They've mm-hmm. always been something that I liked. I mean, which then gave my affinity to Rampage. So... Yeah. Well, this should make you happy because it seems like the plan is to eventually make a King Kong-Godzilla crossover. That's what... Movie. Yeah, so I'm I'm hoping tenderly for that. 
Like, because I mean, the 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 most recent reboot of Godzilla, I had a lot of issues with too. Mm. Um, I'm concerned with sizing. Like, people seem to always get that wrong. Like, the difference in size between King Kong and Godzilla. Mm. So it'll be interesting that like if they go that way, it'd be interesting to see what they do with it. I'm also concerned that people are gonna get like too masturbatory with the special effects, um, yeah. and lose sight of what the story is supposed to be about. Right. So, mm-hmm. I love my wife worried about the story in monster movies. <laughs> um, but, um, so Kong Skull Island, what are, what are your thoughts on, on this trailer? Tom Hiddleston is sweaty and that's hot. Ugh, I guess. Um, I kind of like always seeing just him Sam- as an action star. Just stop it. That ain't you, homie. Get back like, to being a little goth boy. Yeah, exactly. Like, come um, on. but I'm still about it because Tom Hiddleston, unless he dances in this movie, I'm not about it. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Shut your eyes. I'll tell you when it's over. Um, I always like seeing Sam Jackson in movies like this. Like, I think one of my favorite roles for Sam Jackson was in Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm interested. Hold on to your butts. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really interested in seeing where he takes his character at seeing as he's and also he was in like Tarzan military. Last year too. So oh, I didn't see that. The... It was another one that you saw without me. We're just gonna start making a list. That's a long list. We should just mark the movies I saw with you. That's a shorter list. No, let's make a list of movies that you saw without me that I said I had wanted to see. Yeah, well, that's a lot of movies yeah. that you want to see. Anyways, uh, so I'm interested in seeing like what he does with that character. Um, the uh, crazy character. I can't. It's like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. What's that guy's name? I he's I, yeah, he's like, he's in everything. Uh, John C. Riley. Yeah, so um, I think he's fun, and I think it'll be amusing. It's, I'm worried that that's going to go too far over. The, the I was I was funny. just going to say though, like I'm I'm afraid that there's going to be too much camp in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But it's a, it's a fine line. But you, I, we also can't trust trailers anymore. Yeah, so. it's very true. Like I don't know. It's I mean I've said this before, but this is there's like one or two movies every year that look terrible and are terrible, and I love every second of them right. because of their terribleness. And I have a feeling that this might be one of those movies. Like it just looks crazy. Like, just crazy stuff happens for the sake of crazy. I do, I do love that whole point of, like, I call them the skull crushers. Well, now yeah. that I said that out loud. <laughs> yeah. They're like, they're totally, like I, but I think it's because I, I relate to that too much. I just hope that's as silly as it gets. Right. Like, I hope it doesn't go any more silly than that. Oh, I, also, I also really like Brie Larson as an actress, so I'm looking um, forward to seeing her. Who? Oh, jeez. She's going to be in that fucking Marvel movie, the, the female. Uh, oh, oh, she's going to be Captain Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. In that Marvel movie, Captain Marvel. Yes. (laughs) It just sounded silly in my head. I was like, that can't be right. They can't possibly have made a character called Captain Comic Book Company. And yet, there it is. Captain Marvel. They should have been (laughs) making a Miss Marvel movie, but you know, that's fine. Whatever. I don't know what any of that means. Um, so, So she's really good, so I'm looking forward to that. It's really interesting. She's like... She won the Oscar last year, and now she's doing all these action movies. Like she's in Kong Skull Island. She's in that movie Free Fire. I think we saw I the no trailer too with all is. the people with the guns who like show. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. She's in mm-hmm. that. I don't. I think that's Marvel. more of a comedy than an action. Yeah, but movie. they're all action based, right? So it's interesting that that's. And granted, I'm I'm sure she didn't like. I won the Oscar, and now I'm going to do Oscar movies. These she movies. probably had these contracts beforehand, right. and now she's like, I have an Oscar. Why am I doing these? Yeah, movies? exactly. And I would not blame her. Yeah. Um. And the the effects that they show in the trailer look pretty impressive. Like, it looks like they are not shying away from showing Kong. Like, people who didn't like the Godzilla movie were upset because, like, they barely showed Godzilla. This is not that kind of movie. Like, right. even in the trailer, I think they show more in the trailer than Godzilla did in Godzilla. <laughs> like, in the entire film. So, so if you want to see the monster, this is the movie for you, 
I guess. So, so I'm looking forward to it. Like beyond all my best judgment, I'm like, I'm excited about this. What about you? Are you excited to see it? Well, yeah, obviously I am. All right, good. Okay. I'm I'm into more of the trashy movies than you are. That's very true. I did make you watch the original Mothra while we were at my parents' too. Yeah, you know, and I can't tell you anything about that movie. Like, it's totally left my brain. Wow. I don't don't remember it at all. Like, not a thing. I don't know why you like to hurt me so much. Sorry, I don't remember it. You don't even remember, like, the little tiny people? Oh, yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> That's right. That was dumb. Oh, uh, Jesus, Dave. <laughs> All right. Um, so anything else to add about the, the movies we saw or coming out uh, before we close the episode? I'm excited about finally seeing Lego Batman because I deserve this. You deserve this. I'm going to have That's a giant pretzel. It's going to be glorious. Yes. You should have uh, lobster, but they don't serve that there. It's a shame. Well. But would you want lobster from a movie theater? You'd silly it. You're horrible. I see that. Like <laughs> I was trying you to think. Like, give it a try. Well, I mean, like if it was something like Arc Light, they might have something cool that would be edible. All right, we are closing the episode now. All right, uh, the next time you hear me, we'll be doing our episode on King Kong from 1933 to get ready for Kong Skull Island. So until then, I will be here diagnosing your favorites and judging you for what you watch. And any sun. Will you partake of that last offered cup or disappear into the potter's ground? You know, one thing, when I met you and your family, your son found you funny. I remember that. He really found, like, does that happen all the time at home? I remember him laughing. You were telling jokes. I looked over and your wife and your son were laughing. I thought that's amazing, like normally. (laughs) It is, right? It is amazing. You didn't. You, you know, they laugh at you at home. We, ha- we have a good time with this. Yeah, I laugh at them too. Yeah. Like I remember my yeah. son having a friend come over. He was about yeah. thirteen. Yeah. And the guy was peppering him with Wolverine questions over and, and there was, my son was oh saying my nothing. God. And I'm in the room next door, and finally I hear this. Listen, my dad is nothing like Wolverine. He is not tough. He's not cool. Don't ask me any more about it. Right. Their wigs. The whirlwind is in the thorn tree. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Till Armageddon, no shalom, no shalom.